always known him to be a man of strength, intelligence, and compassion. But getting to know someone as a family friend or a friend of your father's is very different from having the honor of working alongside them. So it has been a true honor since the beginning of my mandate to come to know the Governor General not only as a friendly neighbor, quite literally, but as a man of integrity who embodies the principles for which our country stands. All righty, so while the Prime Minister may think his neighbor uh, David Johnson's a smart political appointment, not uh, everyone is buying this, which would include those who have followed the threat of China closely and have watched this threat wrap its cancerous tentacles uh, through this country and into the upper echelons of our power chambers. And clearly, uh, with reporting in Vancouver today by the Globe and Mail of yet another foreign interference, this time at a municipal council, uh, this is the drip, drip, drip we're going to get every day. Let me bring in Terry Glavin, author, journalist uh, with uh, Ottawa Citizen, National Post, uh, once upon a time, McLean's Magazine. Uh, he's with the Raoul Wallenberg Center for Human Rights. And uh, if you don't follow him on Substack, then you are lesser for it. He joins us now. Terry, good to have you. Hi, how you doing? Well, you know, I, I, I won't speak for you, but it, it didn't take you long to come out and, and basically make clear this is not the right appointment. So what, what was it that concerns you most about uh, David Johnson in this? Well, it depends what we mean by right appointment. Um, I would say this, that, uh, you know, if we sort of stand back and try to look at the forest instead of the trees, the only reason we're having an argument about whether or not there should be a, a public inquiry into Chinese interference in our elections is that Justin Trudeau will not answer some very simple and basic questions. What did he know about it? When did he know about it? What did he do about it? And that's the only reason there's been this big row about a public inquiry. And we're not getting a public inquiry because the Liberals will not allow a motion to be put to the House of Commons. And even if it did, if it, even if it passed, it's still Justin Trudeau's prerogative to call a public inquiry, and instead of calling a public inquiry and to forestall the possibility of one, he has appointed David Johnston in this made-up position called rapporteur, who's going to advise him on whether or not to have a public inquiry. So this is all about diversion. It's all about changing the subject. And I have to confess to you I do come from a particular standpoint on these issues. All this talk about this man, this man of vision. Well, let's talk about a man of vision. I want to talk about Lu Xiaobo because we're not allowed to talk about Lu Xiaobo because his, his memory has been expunged in China. And the very day, he's, he was China's Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. Reporters without borders, it's quite clear. He was murdered by the regime. And the very minute the great Lu Xiaobo was murdered by the regime in Beijing, David Johnston was in Beijing stuffing his face at a banquet with Xi Jinping. I remember it like it was yesterday. So I come to this, I confess, with a bit of a colored attitude. Yeah. And, and of course, because you've covered this um, issue uh, for for 
well over a decade. It's not an easy beat to report, which I, you know, you have to point out because a lot of Sam Cooper, who has been also on this beat for a very long time, you know, his reporting isn't overnight reporting. It takes a long time to understand the threat, um, to, to work through all the nuances of the threat. Uh, the word games of the threat. And so, you know, it's been downplayed as kind of like rookie amateur, um, you know, uh, journalism, but it's not. It's very difficult to report. You have been following this and laying it out um, for people to see because a lot of people, Terry, are, um, you know, meeting this moment with a, a, a shrug of the shoulders, whereas, you know, for three years, all we heard about was Donald Trump and, and Russia and collusion. And I'm like, well, here we're in this country and it's just like two weeks. Are we, are we still talking about this? And I'm like, well, yeah, we have to. And they don't want to. Yeah, the, the whole Trump thing. I mean, I'm not a Trumpist by any stretch of the imagination, but everything in the darkest, wildest, craziest fantasies uh, among left-wing, uh, left-wing Democrats in the United States about the collusion between Trump and Russia um, occurred in Canada and is occurring in Canada with respect to Trudeau and China mm-hmm. um, by an order of magnitude. And it's just there in front of every. I think part of it, it's just like it's in plain sight. It's there in front of everybody's face. It's being normalized. And so it's kind of hard to sort of stand back and say to people, look, here it is. Um and it's difficult. My, I guess what makes me one thing, I mean, I, I'm torn these days. I find myself sometimes thinking it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's actually too late. The rot is too deep. The influence of the United Front Work Department and all these Chinese, and I should say, I don't like even using the word Chinese. They're not. It's kind of the Mandarin block hierarchy, hundreds of thousands. I mean, hundreds of thousands of Chinese Communist Party princelings who have invested in commercial and residential real estate in Canada and are here half the time and they're in China the other half of the time. Uh, It's way, way later than people seem to realize. And I kind of get depressed sometimes. I can like, maybe it's too late. But then I think, well, you know, when you look at the public opinion polls, I'm normal. I'm completely a normal guy. You know, most Canadians are completely repulsed Mm -hmm. by this. Yeah, and polling's not new. I mean, most, a majority of this country do want an inquiry, but the polling has shown for a very long time, certainly since the Michaels were uh, kidnapped, uh, that, that, that the attitude has changed. And overwhelmingly, Canadians want the yeah. prime minister to be, to be tougher. And we get all these talking points about we're tough, we've been long warning, but they can't even bring themselves to bring in a foreign uh, agent's registry uh, that, that they yeah. know they're not going to bring in because they're just going to keep talking about it. So we get the talking points. None of it adds up. To what, you know, the reality is Australia has been very clear. This has to be looked into. You have to get after it. It's it's our biggest threat. Uh, it's not like that here. It's just not like that here. And so when you say it's it's too late almost, you know, it's I don't know if we're going to get these answers. We've got someone, uh, David Johnson, who's got a lot of um, experience and, and he is revered for being a great uh, governor general. But he also defined the scope of an inquiry into the whole Airbus scandal that would not yeah, allow... I'm not going you know, to be curtsying or tugging my forelock or doffing my cap for David Johnson. I don't know what it is. I, I, I mean, I, think, I don't think that most Canadians are doing this. You'll find this in the John Ibbotsons and the sort of Laurentian Lurito elites. You know, and I mean, oh my goodness, how could, we, how could you possibly suggest anything untoward about David Johnson? <laughs> well, I'm going to. I mean, <laughs> you know, this... this, this 
know your station and don't speak ill of your betters is really grating to me. Here's a guy who was, uh, you know, Trudeau's neighbor when he was a kid. He, you know, he went skiing with, uh, with David Johnson's kids uh, in the Laurentians. Uh, he, you know, David Johnson's on board of the Trudeau Foundation, which is totally at the center. It's all totally mixed up in this scandal. We know that, uh, that Justin Trudeau was a willing uh, participant in an influence operation run by the United Front Work Department going back to 2013. It's, uh, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, and we've got more reporting today about it at the municipal level. Look, it's it's not going to spare any political party or any level of government. Um, but but I think you know Ottawa is the place accountability apparently went to die, and so I think the concern is what if we don't get these answers, Terry? Like, what if it does turn into a charade that it appears to be? Yeah, I think I'm quite worried about, uh, and I think I wrote about this actually in my column that's in print today in the Post that, you know, a lot of perfectly reasonable people could easily begin to sort of stray into a bit of conspiracy theory about, you know, why it is that our uh, anti-money laundering laws are completely, you know, don't seem to work. Mm-hmm. You know, in, yeah. in, in Vancouver, we've had the Cullen inquiry. We've had e, the e-nationalized investigations. We've gone through watching security camera footage of duffel bags Full of cash transactions up to $800,000 at a time going into River Rock Casino mm-hmm. in this elaborate money laundering enterprise that involves Chinese bank accounts and underground uh, money change operations in Richmond. And that in the, the latest one, Paul Jin's investigation, after several years, has completely collapsed. No charges. You know, we've got uh, Yen Pao Wu and municipal uh, uh, and provincial uh, politicians at banquets with a guy named, you know, uh, Tiger uh, Ruan, who has a compound out in the Fraser Valley, five-acre compound with Rolls Royces and and, and military vehicles, one of the largest gun collections in the country, former officer with the People's Liberation Army. And they go to the same parties together, and they don't mind being photographed. I mean, it's brazen. I think that's the thing that's really getting to be on people's nerves is the impunity of this. Yeah. It's just in your face. It's brazen. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think a lot, this might breed a, a dangerous degree of cynicism in ordinary Canadian voters. Yeah, no question about it. I think if, uh, if we don't get the answers, I think we're in really big trouble as far as divisions in this country. Terry, I wish I had an hour. I would give it to you, but I'm out of time. So I appreciate yours. Thank you. Nice talking to you, pal. Always. Terry Glavin, uh, you've got to follow him on a Substack. I, I, it's, I got it from my mom. She loves it. Uh, it lays everything out. If you're not reading Terry Glavin, you should be. And if you haven't picked up Willful Blindness by Sam Cooper, this lays it all out. It's hard to deny. If you just look back at what's been out in the open for years, you make your choice. Is David Johnson a good pick? Are you getting the truth? You decide.